we think our graphene probes will help us understand um, in a lot more detail what's actually happening um, as the brain transitions into seizure, but also what's happening at the end of a seizure. Fellow Homo sapiens, now this is a new one. This week we have the tremendous epilepsy researcher Rob White, who actually leads two labs, one at the University College London Queen Square Institute of Technology Neurosurgery and one at the Nanomedicine Lab at University of Manchester. And this week, Rob shares with us his exciting work regarding the use of tiny implantable into the brain graphene-based transistor arrays to map abnormal brain activity. Now, this could be particularly useful when it comes to patients who have refractory epilepsy and who are thought to potentially be suitable for a resection or brain surgery as a treatment for it. Now, Rob lets us in on the benefits brought by this graphene technology compared to the metal-based electrodes that we are all so accustomed to when it comes to EEGs. Plus, if you're watching the video, make sure that you do check out Rob's flash-looking microscope in the background. It looks really cool. Thank you very much, Tori, for this invitation. Um, I'm Rob Wikes, and um, I'm an epilepsy researcher, and I have two labs. One is at the University College London Institute of Neurology, and the other one is within the nanomedicine lab at the University of Manchester and I predominantly study epilepsy. Two labs sounds pretty full on. Um, and tell us what got you into the epilepsies. It was quite serendipitous, really. Um, and it all started many, many years ago when I was working in America. And at the time, um, I was learning how to use viral vectors to manipulate neurons in the brain. And this was pretty new at that time. And when it was uh, time for me to come back to the UK, there was a job advert um, from professors Matthew Walker, Dimitri Coleman, and Stephanie Schorsch, who were looking for somebody with experience with viral vectors because they wanted to set up a gene therapy for epilepsy program. And I came back in 2009, uh, and working with them, um, we started applying this viral vector technology um, for the first uh, gene therapies um, at Queen Square. And, and that went very well. And uh, I started working on epilepsy and I haven't stopped since. So we know that you have two labs, as you just mentioned, um, and you're gonna focus on the one at UCL, Queen Square today. Uh, could you tell us uh, a bit more about that and your graphene technology? This started around 2018 uh, when I set up my lab for scratch and I was invited to join the European Commission Graphene Flagship Consortium, where um, I joined a work package which was to develop um, healthcare technologies based on graphene. Um, and I was working with some very talented uh, scientists, um, material scientists and electronic engineers um, at institutes in Barcelona who were developing completely new ways to record um, brain activity using graphene-based transistors rather than metal-based uh, electrodes. Uh, and so that's really how I, I kind of fell into um, this new area of using graphene. And, and we think it's um, a, a wonderful way to understand more about what's actually happening um, within an epileptic brain, either before you have a seizure, during you have a seizure, or at the end of the seizure. What are you actually using and how does it work? <laughs> Graphene, you know, it's this wonder material. Uh, the, the inventors were awarded the Nobel Prize in 2010. It's incredibly thin, it's very, very strong, it's conductive, it's transparent, and you can put it into substrates that are very flexible and moldable. Um, and so they're all um, advantages, but the real main advantage over what is currently used, um, metal-based electrodes to record the electrical activity of the brain, is that it can record a wider range of brain signals. So traditionally, um, people will think of um, EEG, 
as the way in which people will record brain activity. And clearly you can get a lot of information um, about uh, what's going on in the brain and how it transitions into seizure using those metal-based electrodes. But they're quite poor at recording other types of brain signals. And therefore people tend not to look at them or investigate them in any real detail. However, if you did have good tools, such as the graphene, which can record these brain signals outside that traditional range, you'll find that there is actually some very interesting things going on that are particularly relevant for epilepsy. And therefore we think our graphene probes will help us understand um, in a lot more detail what's actually happening um, as the brain transitions into seizure, but also what's happening at the end of a seizure. And in terms of therapy, we think that they could be particularly useful for people who may undergo epilepsy surgery, because some of these signals that they're able to record, we think um, are particularly good at identifying what we call the seizure onset zone. And therefore, there's, there's some clinical application to this as well. And I'm thinking seizure onset location is kind of important if you want to stop seizures, right? Yeah. So, so, so this is this is really you know a subset. Um, there, there are some people who unfortunately are, are drug refractory; they don't respond to anti-epileptic medications. And for some of these people, they may be suitable for surgical resection. Uh, that's where, if you can understand exactly where the seizures are starting, and it's an area of the brain the surgeon can get to, they can go in and try and remove that area of the brain. And there are lots of ways in which this is identified. Uh, some of them are imaging. Um, but really, the gold standard way to detect a seizure onset zone is to make electrographic recordings when that person has a seizure. And that really tells you um, a lot of information about where the seizures are starting. Um, we believe that our graphing technology will be able to pinpoint that in a lot better detail. And therefore, potentially, you could have a smaller surgical resection, but have more um, efficacy, um, more seizure suppression. And so that, that's our aim and hope. And I'm thinking that, well, because the graphene is like so, so little, so, so small, um, it's going to be less invasive for you to do an intracranial EEG equivalent. Is that right? I mean, it's still an invasive procedure. You would still need to in, insert the, the graphene probes in this situation. Now, one of the advantages, though, is that a metal probe is fixed and rigid and the brain will pulsate. And so you've got a rigid probe next to a brain that's pulsating. Um, whereas with our graphene probes, we can make them very, very flexible once they're in, inserted. And so as the brain moves, the probe will move with them. And so that is a conceptual advantage to the probes. But to answer your question, it is still would still be an invasive procedure. I see this like la-di-da, lovely looking uh, microscope behind you. How is that used in your work? Like, are you literally looking at pieces of brain tissue? What are you, what are you checking out with that? Mm. So, so our, our, our research spans from preclinical um, all the way up to um, clinical development. And to initially validate and test the technology, we um, use preclinical models of epilepsy. And this is a very important way to validate the technology and also to show that it is able to detect these um, extra signals associated with epilepsy that we think they can. And so um, the, 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 the microscope behind you has been used in, in, in some of these preclinical experiments. Um, and they were absolutely essential um, for us to, to validate the technology before we move it into humans. What are next steps in your work? There's still a lot more that we can do um, on the preclinical side, but we're very excited um, about um, the clinical development of this technology. Um, 
we um, are, are, are trying to develop it in several ways. Um, for example, um, an, an added advantage of the graphene technology is that it's MRI compatible. And so um, I'm working with some of our collaborators here at UCL and also at Manchester to um, um, enhance the um, MRI compatibility of these probes so that when it does finally get into humans, they'll also be MRI, MRI compatible. We're also looking at funding sources now to try to, to take that bridge from, from, as I say, this preclinical research that's being funded by the European Commission and take this into humans. Yeah, without getting too political, one of the joys of a world or global political changes uh, can affect research. Correct. Um, yeah, unfortunately, um, there have been delays. Um, whatever people's uh, uh, political beliefs about Brexit, um, I can say that it has negatively impacted on the collaborations that scientists have between the UK and, and across Europe. And this is clearly a collaborative project. Um, we do hope uh, in the near future that um, the, the, the UK will associate with Horizon and this will make things easier. Um, but, um, you know, there are, there are other ways in which we can get around this. But clearly, um, Brexit has, has, has been an impact on this. So if anybody wants to get hold of you, whether they want to learn more or potential involvement with their clinician, researcher or even patient, what should they do? Absolutely. I'd be delighted to talk to people. Um, I love doing this. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the easiest way is to um, contact me through Twitter. Um, the handle is labwikes, um, W-Y-K-E-S. And um, I look forward to, to talking to people. Thank you so much to Rob for sharing with us his rather potentially life-changing and even life-saving for some people work in graphene-based technology. If you are new to the channel and enjoyed this episode, it would be brilliant if you subscribed so that we can encourage those algorithms to expose our channel to and educate more people about the epilepsies. If you'd like to connect, you can find me on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook or Instagram. And I'd love to hear from you if you have any thoughts about today's show. Please subscribe to Epilepsy Sparks Insights on your podcast app so that you will never miss the weekly episode. I'm Tori Robinson. Thanks for listening.